Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Welcome to Are You Real, episode 133. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here, and I am, what's the word, Casey? Can I say excited? Pumped up. Pumped up. (laughs) I am pumped up for the new year. We are doing a special episode, and Casey and I are going to be talking about a little about us, about um, some of the things we went through this last year, looking forward going into the new year. And uh, hopefully giving you some inspiration, uh, maybe some goal setting and some ideas to look forward to for your future. So that being said, I'm going to introduce my extremely special, important guest, Miss Casey Fuller. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So, Casey, I kind of set up, we've talked about a little bit about our questions and uh, so you get to be in the hot seat, literally, in our studio. You like our studio? It's awesome. It's pretty awesome. Okay, so I'm going to be asking you some questions and uh, as far as about your year and kind of going over some stuff. Um, and I think this is important. Uh, we just actually left um, a church service uh, every year. Um, uh, Trinity Church in Amarillo does uh, an amazing, I think it's a four-day event. It's called Zion and they, uh, they bring in a speaker, a prophetic speaker named Chuck Pierce, and he kind of talks about um, prophetically uh, what the Lord has showed him going into the new year and what that looks like. And uh, it was really cool for us because um, for New Year's, actually, we had a prophetic night with friends and uh, they came over. And what that means for some of you, that might be a weird, uh, weird uh, saying or sounds weird, but basically what we did is we, uh, we ate together and then we prayed over each other and just asked God, Hey, what are you saying for this person? And, uh, we just spoke into each other's lives going into the new year. But what was cool is coming out of service tonight, we actually got a lot of confirmation, uh, what we felt, um, was going into the new year. So would you agree with that mm-hmm. going forward? So the reason we want to do this podcast was just to inspire you guys, kind of talk about uh, where we've been, uh, what we're looking forward to the new year, and then helping you also look forward to some stuff. So anyways, that being said, Casey, do you have anything to say before we before I put you in the hot seat? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that was hard. All right. So uh, my first question for you, Casey, is what was this year like for you? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we have screwed up, though. Um, how honest do you want me to be on this question? Actually, I would like you to be <laughs> as raw and real as you are willing to be because I think it's important for people to hear uh, the ups and downs in our lives because I think, I'm just going to be honest, I think sometimes people put uh, me or us sometimes on a pedestal because they think, hey, you have maybe a successful podcast or a business or something like that. And people just, 
kind of think, well, maybe you don't have the problems I have or you don't have the family issues or you don't have whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it can be whatever. So I think it's good to hear that because I I feel like it, it puts reality into perspective. For sure. Well, I mean, you know, I I don't want to say this year was horrible because there were a lot of amazing things that God did in this year. And I, I love how he always, you know, just weaves himself in and guides us and directs us and he's with us. And, you know, we know that scripturally he says he'll never leave us or forsake us. But, you know, I look back on last year and, um, it was a year of aligning in many ways. Um, which was the word that we got at the beginning of last year. It was. We felt like 20, uh, 2018 was going to be your, that was our word, it alignment was. for the year. Yeah, the I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and so it definitely was. Um, but what you don't think of when you hear that word is how challenging that can be. Yeah. You know, because when things, if you really break it down, when things are out of alignment or misaligned, in order to get them in their proper alignment, there is some stretching and there is some tweaking and some... Baby, I didn't feel stretched or tweaked. I felt broken. And some breaking <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, goes along with that. So, <clears throat> you know, we we definitely um, faced a lot of those kind of things, difficulties, trials, um but it was a really great year, you know, of growing. Um, one of the areas I feel like we, we grew the most in was in our marriage. Um, you know, we had our 20-year anniversary. That was awesome. And Wink, wink. <laughs> and, um, you know, you think after 20 years being married, you just have everything figured out. And the Lord very... I do. Okay. I got it. <laughs> I got this. Well... Very strategically, the Lord, I feel like, um, came in and did break some things or the way that I felt that it was like a refining fire of coming in and saying, like, here's some areas that, you know, you have to be solid in so that you can step into this next phase of ministry that I have for you, this next phase of being united in your businesses and in your family. And so, um, that was a lot of work, a lot of intentionality. So I'm going to, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Like I would just anybody else like asking that. I'm just curious. So you said like coming into, it was a year in alignment for our marriage. So how, what did that alignment look like? Because, um, I want to say, and I'm just being brutally honest. It was the hardest and at the same time, most fruitful year I felt like ever, in our marriage, mm-hmm. um, it's the closest we've ever been in all areas. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was like there was probably at least a month, maybe, uh-huh. and maybe two months that I literally felt like it was hell. Like yeah. I, it was just like it was we were having to have conversations that I was did not want to have. It was painful. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I could compare it to would be we just watched a, the Spartan national race or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like we were training for like <laughs> the most hardest, intense freaking workout ever in our lives. We were really having to 
duke it out, but honorably. Like, mm-hmm. we were just having to have honest and real conversations about how we felt about each other, what was going on, but yeah. yet still love each other and work through it to say, this is where I'm at, this is how I feel. Yeah. And without going into, like, great detail, because there's just certain parts about that that, you know— we can't talk about, we have to keep confidential, but there were some circumstances that I believe, um, now looking back, you know, the Lord used to, um, to push us to that limit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, being real, I mean, it sucked in a lot of ways, but I feel like we are closer and more united, and we're coming into this year aligned. You know, I was just thinking about this. We haven't had this conversation, but yeah, it's, it's a good time to have it. <laughs> like, But I'm just thinking, like, God puts circumstances or things into our life. For, for us, for instance, it was our marriage, that circumstances had to happen um, to push us in that direction. And I think so many times people will like things happen in an area, whether it's work, marriage, kids, whatever. And the first thing we want to say is God, why, or why is this happening to me? Or like, we want to get angry, but really the question we should be asking God is God, what do you want me to do about this situation? Like how, not just, not how do I fix it, but how do I fix this with your direction and leading Mm -hmm. and listening to the Holy spirit to lead and direct that conversation? Cause I think a lot of our conversations were really so hard that I had to walk away several times and just ask the Lord, like I had to lay my pride down and my anger and just say, okay, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? Because obviously I'm frustrated. I remember walking away thinking I'm really irritated. I'm really frustrated right now. And why? Mm -hmm. And then having to allow the Holy spirit to speak to me to say, this is how you need to deal with it. Because I knew I was wrong, but I didn't know why I was wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And keeping your heart right, you know, and forgiving over and over is always a challenge. Hey, everyone. I recently found an app that I want to share with you that I think would bless you. It's called Church Home. And what I really enjoy is the convenience of having great sermons. They have inspirational quick videos. And you have the ability to connect with other Christians all over the world. And what I love about Church Home is that it's not about excluding people. And it's not about being perfect. It's about being together where everyone's welcome. So Church Home was started 25 years ago. And they had the belief that church isn't so much about a place, but about the people. And that was the thinking behind their new Church Home global app. It allows you to connect with people all around the world and have honest discussions, great, meaningful relationships, and the coolest part is you can do it all from your phone. So with Church Home Global, you always have access to a positive space and a strong community of people. And I just want to invite you guys today to join me at the Church Home Global app. You can download it for free at Church Home Global app. It's available on the App Store or Google Play. And you can text UPLIFT to 555-888. That's Church Home. C-H-U-R-C-H-O-M-E Global. Again, it's available at the App Store or Google Play. Or you can text UPLIFT to 555-888. See you there. You know, I was faced with that quite a bit this year. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a a challenge, but, you know, um, then you, you know, you throw in all the things that you have going on just in life in general, you know, um, 
things with our family. I mean, I had two brothers this year that I thought were we were going to get calls that they were dead because they're so far lost lost and need the Lord. And, you know, my heart was heavy for them and their circumstances. And, you know, now one is about to go back to prison and one is in rehab. So was it this last year? I thought I was going to get the same conversation, same phone call about my mom, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really hard year family wise. Yeah. So we've got, you know, really serious issues going on with family members that we love and having to, you know, in a lot of ways, just pray for because there's just nothing. It's out of your control. So how did, how did you get, um, I think a lot of people have to deal with family issues for you personally. How were you able to, I don't want to say separate yourself, but maybe set boundaries. Was that just through prayer or how does that look like? Because I think everybody has fam, quote unquote family mm-hmm. issues, right? How, how was that for you? What well, was a challenge? Because you know, in some ways you have family members that are pulling from you too because they need something or they want something. Um, and we have a lot of that in our life. And uh, so you really do have to be guided by the Holy Spirit because, you know, you have to know what he's speaking yeah, and know what your priorities are and know what your boundaries are. And, um, and being on the same page. Yeah, as a couple. And it's challenging when it's people that you love and they're in a desperate situation. And especially when it's life and death, you know, and a lot of, you know, people have been faced with those situations and there's a lot of people who haven't and can't imagine it, but we've dealt with that, you know, our entire marriage since, you know, 20, 20, 21 years we've dealt with that. Yeah. You know, people just making really bad choices and, um, you know, their families also suffer because they have kids and wives and, you know, and, um, and they suffer because of it. And so there's a, there's a whole lot that goes on with that. And so, um, this year I felt like it just spiked up, you know, it was just like coming from every direction with family. Yeah. That was funny. I was thinking at one point, I don't know if it was maybe September, October, maybe somewhere in there. I just, man, I literally felt like if, if hell was literally beating at our door, like that was it. Like I felt like our marriage was on fire, um, I think the only thing I can be honest with you that we've never done, like I felt like financially we were good because business was good, but which was a, a relief because that would, I don't know if I could have handled any more, but we were, hand, but we were dealing with like marriage issues. We were mm-hmm. dealing with family. Like, which we've dealt with financial in the past. Right. Yeah. But, I, but I think it was so trying mm-hmm. that I don't think like the Lord knew, like I couldn't have dealt I don't think I had the, and I can deal with a lot of crap, and mm-hmm. so can you, but I don't think I had the emotional capacity to deal with the the fire we were dealing with. Plus, if I had to add on that, I think that would have put me over the edge, maybe. Yeah. And then the Lord knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, His grace is sufficient. And, you know, I did feel His goodness and His presence with us, and he, He's always with us. And He's so good to show us, even when we're going through things, you know, that he's there and he's going to be with us and he's going to guide us. And, um, you know, another thing that's always hard is having kids and having teenagers and, you know, guiding them and, and trying to really seek the Lord and pray for their life. And, um, you know, we felt some, uh, pretty heavy burdens with our kids this year. Just, I feel like they're at that age now where it's like, we really have to press through and make sure that, you know, we've 
we've done everything we're supposed to do as parents because we have one that's a senior this year and you know she had a they all had different things going on but difficult things in their age group that they had to deal with this year and you know with our senior going through the things we went through with her it led us to homeschool this year her last year of school which was was kind of a difficult decision to come to but it was the right decision yeah and then with our son, you know, he went through a lot of identity stuff this year, and he's a sophomore, and that was very challenging and very... Um, a lot of late nights. Yeah, and it just took, you know, it took a lot. And then our our youngest, who is the probably the most, I would say, in tune to the spirit and the most uh, sensitive to that, really dealt with some hard things as well. And it's interesting because, you know, they go from one school year to the to the summer to the next school year so it, you know going from one year into the next year she's become a completely different kid she's in junior high and going through those years are rough but um just seeing them really press in and hearing god for them and so um it was a tough year but it was a fruitful year yeah and i know that we you know as a family we've grown and we've um taking ground and um the scripture that the lord gave me was ephesians 6 10 through 12 and it's finally be strong in the lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places and um was that a verse that you got like recently or the beginning of the year or is that something you that, just stood on throughout the year? It's something I stood on through the year because, you know, I just felt like we were getting hit from so many angles. You yeah. know, like you said, we were getting hit with family. We were getting hit with marriage stuff. We were dealing with kid things. Um, you know, we opened a new business. We, you know, had things changing in another business that we have. and Yeah, and these were all like major things. Like, yeah. Just so people understand, these are like... Uh, these weren't like speed bumps. These were like massive potholes. Like, hey, I just got a flat tire. I need to pull over and fix it. Just for an analogy, I mean, it was just like one. But you know what was weird about it when I think about it? Like, I still had peace. Like, I mm-hmm. wasn't overwhelmed. But I, I do remember at times thinking, like, man, is is there any, like, could we possibly deal with any more right now? And, and then and it seemed like something else would happen. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. For sure. So what, um, okay, so that being said, and I might dive more into that, I don't know. Um, what was the biggest blessing? Like, this was a hard year, but what was the biggest blessing for you this year? So I, I think that the theme of this year for me um, and the goodness of God for me in this year was that this was a year that he reminded me and he showed me that he's my father yeah. in so many areas and in so many ways. Um, you know, one was, you know, I do feel like we became more united and closer as a couple. And, um, you know, obviously that's a desire of my heart. And then there were just so many things that um, throughout the course of this year that he just showed me like, just like plopped in my lap. Like, I just, I love you and I just want you to know it. And, you know, the big one, when we built our house, I just felt so... This was, like, the coolest testimony ever. This is, like, my favorite. (laughs) Like, I'll probably put this in my book. Yeah. If I haven't already. I mean, I just felt so, like, 
you know, discouraged in a lot of ways because it took so long to get our land. And you, you gotta, you gotta tell them like some of the story though. I'm like, going to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, when like discouraged to the point you said it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Because I just felt like, you know, the biggest desire in my heart and, and, you know, side note, we had to make the decision that we were going to live here in this town uh, where we had been commuting for the last four years because our kids go to school here and we're trying to cut out, you know, having to do all this driving and sitting around and wasting time and stuff. Um, we were so, to, so to give people an idea, just a real quick backstory. So for us, it's a it's a 30 minute drive one way. Uh, we live in rural country, so it's um, 30 miles is 30 minutes, tech, basically. But we were making sometimes uh, two to four Five, five trips a day. Uh, five trips a day. So we could literally spend easily four to five hours in a car a day. Um, not all the time, but almost on a daily basis, at least two trips, uh, two hours. No, we had back. more than two trips a day for sure. Okay. So, so it was very extensive. It was over the top. Yeah. So And a lot of gas. So we, you know, we there's no homes here. So we had to wait for this land to get approved. And that process ended up taking nine months. And um, by that time, you know, one of the things was I just wanted to be here with our oldest daughter um, in the house because she's a senior and I didn't want to build this dream home and then our daughter not live here with us. And so right. there were just so many things that were a desire in my heart. Um, and so I just, yeah, I was just completely discouraged. And I just thought it's never going to happen. Let's just buy a house in this other town um, because our other house had sold and um, so I wanted, be done with it. I do want to tell our listeners this. So Casey and I <laughs> um, are total polar opposites in the sense um, I tend to be more pessimistic. Casey is extremely optimistic. So anytime I get discouraged, whether in business or something, Casey's always the one that's like, God's going to come through. God's got this. Like, you know, the odds could be a thousand to one. And Casey's like, but we got one. We're going to do it. So I always look to Casey um, for that positive go getter. Like this can get done attitude. So when I tell you, like for her to be like, it's not going to happen or for you to have that attitude was like so polar opposite of anything I've been used to for 20 years. Yeah, it was, I've never felt that way before, but I was just completely discouraged. And, you know, you stepped in and you said, you know, God gave us a promise and I'm going to stand on it. And I was like, well, okay, you can stand on it. I was pumped. Like, (laughs) I think I thrive off of no's. Like yeah. I was just thinking about it. my dad did that to me in sports growing up. He's like, you can't do this. I'm like, the heck I can't. So like the moment you said like, this isn't going to happen. I was like, oh no, God said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Lord gave us so many little, you know, confirmations throughout the whole experience. It was really neat how he did that, even though I was discouraged, honestly. But like one day John came home and he said, um, well, the land got approved and they um, just named the streets today. So now you live on first and champion. And that was awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, really, God, really? Um, but to top it all off, I mean, there were little things like that the entire way. And of course, once we had got the land approved, you built the house real fast. I mean, it was a four, five months. That yeah, took us four months to build it. So, you know, that was awesome. Um, but the part that was just amazing to me was when they scheduled our closing on our house. And like you, I couldn't have planned, like you could have tried to plan this and there's no way. 
Yeah, go ahead and tell them. That I get the, so I'm on the phone with the bank scheduling closing. Uh, I'm not scheduling it. They're telling me when we can close. And um, the bank says, well, we need to close on March 30th. And uh, I just laughed because I was in my, that's Casey's birthday. So for me, it was like God putting the ribbon or the bow on top of the present. Like, here you go. And, and don't get me wrong. This house is a, I love it. And it's a blessing to me and everything. We got to design it together and all this stuff. But really, this was like Casey's baby. For me, this was your heavenly father saying, here you go, honey. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is for you. And I literally, uh, I'm I'm in tears right now thinking about. It. I was laughing when the lady on the phone said that at the bank. Yeah, because I knew it was God saying, "I told you so." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was awesome. And so yeah, we walked in and we closed on our house on my birthday, and we moved in that weekend. And um, you know, so that was His goodness. And there were so many things like that that He did for me through the year that it, it really was him just showering me. And, you know, another example I can give you is, um, since we got married, we give each other a list for birthdays and Christmas. And every year I put number one on my list, a trip to Hawaii and for 20 years, 20 years. And everybody laughs every year. And they're like, mom, really a trip to Hawaii or you're going to get your trip to Hawaii. And I always say the same thing every year. I say, one year I'm going to get a trip to Hawaii. And so we ended up taking our our trip to Hawaii this year. And, For our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there were so many things like that. I mean, I honestly could go on and on. So, you know, even mixed in with all of the the difficulties and the stretching and the growing and the breaking, like you said, um, God was so good to us. And um, he just, you know, he really has showed me this year that he's my father. Yeah. Um, just curious, showing him showing you that he's your father, how do you feel like that's impacted you now looking back? Like, why is that different? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I put you on the spot. Why is it different in the sense of... Yeah, how I experienced him before. Yeah, like how how have you changed? Like all of a sudden you see him in a new light. Like I this year for you personally, mm-hmm. you have stepped into more promises that you've been asking God for your entire life. Mm-hmm. I've seen at least 3 if not more prayers that you've prayed for years literally come to pass this year. Yeah. So how has that changed your perspective of God as your father? Like why is that different for you? Yeah. Well, okay, I'll go a little deeper here. You know, one even desire in my heart has been to, you know, I lost my mom this year will be five years on the 14th. Um, But I've never had, you know, like a really close or great relationship with my dad. Right. And um, I love my dad and him and my dad's a great guy. Um, But I desired to have a relationship with him for so long. And I literally got to the place where, you know, especially this year where I was completely content 
with never having a relationship with my dad. Yeah. And um, the crazy thing is, is I experienced God as my father and that's how he's always been to me. But he, he showed me how much of a father he is and he's fulfilled that need in my heart um, that I feel like a lot of people carry around, you know, because they do have a daddy issue or even mom issues or whatever it is, right. parent issues. We all have them. Um, but, you know, mine was even more challenging because my dad, you know, he's a good guy and he's around, but he's never really been a father to me. So I'm completely content in that place with my heavenly father and he meets that need. And then what happens this year? He totally restores that relationship with my earthly father that I've never had before. And there is my dad now walking with the Lord, you know, sending me scriptures, praying and doing things that, you know, he's never, I never in a million years, you know, imagined him doing or even honestly had gotten to a place where I was totally okay to not have that relationship with him. And so it's made me just, you know, recognize and realize my worth as a daughter and just who I am and how, um, his promises are not void. Yeah. You know? So I, I love that when I, I was thinking about tonight, um, when Chuck Pierce was talking and I was just thinking, I've just been chewing on this personally, but God is just so, he's just a restorer. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I look all through the Bible and just our lives, like he is constantly trying to repair and restore the things we screw up. And some of the things that other people screw up in our lives, not anything that we did directly, but and he's just constantly making uh the scripture that comes to my mind is uh, turning uh, ashes into beauty mm-hmm. and he's just constantly doing that just because of our human nature and sin and how things just aren't right yeah and he's making them beautiful and that's literally i feel like a year for you is he's made those things beautiful yeah yeah it has been you know when i reflect on it you know i just I can see, like I said, I can I can really see his goodness and his love toward me in this year. Yeah. So I, I want to tell our listeners, you know, the reason I'm pulling some of these things out of you is, is I think a lot of times we deal with seasons. Um, and, you know, it can be one month, three months, a week, uh, typically seasons or, or weeks or months. And um, but like we all go through them. But but God is faithful. Like he always comes through. Mm-hmm. Always because of his love for us. And I think we have to keep that perspective. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the misconceptions, I, I interviewed somebody a while back. It was in their book. One of the things that people say, and it's not even scriptural, is they say, well, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Um, that's not even scriptural. Um, um, there's things in life that it is more than we can handle. <laughs> and um, But that's where he steps in. Yeah. And he gives us the grace for that or the right people to step into our lives to help us through that. Yeah. I mean, he's always with you and, you know, um, learning how to really listen to the Holy Spirit is really just an important part of, you know, being victorious, too, because he does give you that supernatural peace and that supernatural ability to, you know, hear his voice in difficult situations. And then, so what does that look like? I'm, I'm just curious. Cause I think not all people we've, we've walked with the Lord 
for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've spent a lot of time trying to tune our ear in. Um, for maybe for some of our younger guests um, that are, and I, when I say younger spiritually, not in age, um, that don't maybe hear his voice or, or wanting to, what does that look like for you in your life when you say, you know, t- tuning into the Holy Spirit or listening? Yeah. Like for you personally, what does that look like? Well, I think, you know, I'll just speak to like what you said. Maybe they think they don't hear him. Um, we all do hear him, but sometimes we don't really know how what we're listening for. But I think that the most important thing is really digging in and reading your word and spending time with him. Because when you do that, um, you know, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so nothing that he says is going to be contrary to his word. And so first, you know, taking that as your guide and really beginning to know scripture and understand scripture, um, that's going to be your number one guide to know, you know, whether I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and then to realize that, he has his nature is the fruits of the spirit. So goodness, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, and love. Those are all characteristics of who he is. So if you hear a voice that's outside of that, or that causes you to step outside Outside of his character, mm -hmm, outside of his character or outside of his kingdom, you know, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the kingdom. If you hear a voice that's contrary to that, then you can know for sure that is not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so you can begin to tune those things out. But you always have different voices that are going to be clamoring. You know, you're going to hear your your mind. You're going to hear sometimes the word says there's fiery darts of the evil one. That's also in Ephesians 6. You know, you're going to hear all kinds of things. But if you hear something and you have an overwhelming peace and you know it lines up with scripture and sometimes it may not even be what you want to do. You know, it's usually for me, it's what I don't want to do. Yeah. But it, but in your spirit, you have peace and it lines up with scripture. Yeah. Um, then, you know, you're hearing the voice of the Lord. You know, if it's like, you really need to forgive them. Well, that is in his nature, Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> but I don't want to, but Lord. I don't want to do that, you know? And so he, and he knows that too. And it's okay to be honest with him. And he'll say, you know what? I'm going to take you on this journey. And he might, you know, he always asks me questions, you know? Like, yeah. you know, why are you dealing with that? Or what's, where's that feeling coming from? Let's go deeper because he cares about you and he wants to walk you through that. He's not going to come in and just, you know, bang the door down and make you do something that you don't want to do. He, he want he's there waiting for you to just, you know, open it up and receive. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Um, one of the, so what do you feel like your big takeaway was for last year? Well, I have a couple. Yeah, I want to hear them. Okay. Uh, this was fun for me because, I, I mean, I know you wrote these down, but I don't know any of them yet, so this is cool. Yeah. Um, well, one is that communication is very much the key to growth and success. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, when I took my uh, The Gifts, that book. I can't even think of the name of that book. Strengths Finder. Yeah. yeah, I love that book. Anyways, it's funny. So one of my biggest strength right. is communication right. but, yet, but it was one of the hardest things for you this year <laughs> you know Dude, why it was terrible because you want to communicate 
on what you want to communicate on. Right. But when you have to communicate on things that are hard or that you don't want to have the conversation about, then sometimes it causes you to want to shut down. That's your MO. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. There were several times we had conversations that like I wanted to check out five minutes into it and literally we would go for like two hours and I was like, it was, it was literally a marathon for me. It was so painful, but I did it (laughs) and we're better for it. Good job, honey. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so, you know, and my tendency with communication, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to highlight the negative because we all have the negatives, but I mean, probably my tendency is more to be closed off, yeah, you, just you know, shut down, yeah. and not, and not even try to have the conversation. Like instead of just, you know, saying like, you'll say what's on your mind, but you don't really want to go any deeper. True. And then I, I won't necessarily want to say anything cause I'm like, I don't want to have a confrontation. And so God has had to even show me that it's okay to have a confrontation because you have to get through that to get to where you need to be in the end. Yeah. And one of the things that we learned early on in our marriage, um, obviously we listened to some of the stuff that Jimmy Evans talked about in his books and just promises that we've always made to each other is one. We've never threatened each other with divorce. We've never gotten physical with each other. Um, there was boundaries that we set like, Hey, it's okay to fight because, you're going to fight or you're not. And most people do. I mean, I've heard of some people say they don't, but I I don't even know with our personalities. I don't even know how that's possible because we're so high D's. Um, but we've always had boundaries and we've stood by those boundaries. Now there's been many a times I've had to walk away and get my composure back, but I feel like we've always, at least, you know, we've never belittled each other. Well, and we've gone years without fighting. Yeah. And then, you know, had a year like this year. I mean, it just, it just had to be, I mean, it's, it's not and and not, and not every fight or not every, I guess it's not even a fight. We weren't really necessarily fighting. It's just like, it was just hard conversations, very intense conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, you start off with it and you're like, Oh great. You know, but when you end, you are closer and you feel better because you followed through. And, you know, I really think it's important. The word says never to go to bed on, uh, on your sun, anger. Yeah, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And, you know, I think about that and I think, you know, it's easy to do that and allow the enemy to come in. You have to take the time to nurture what's important. And if your marriage is important and your family is important, and it should be, biblically, that is the number one thing that you have to steward and be a good steward of, even to be able to serve in the church. That's biblical. Um, Then you have to put in the time. And there's, and like you said, there's seasons. Some seasons you're flourishing and you're doing really well and you don't have to deal with maybe things that are creeping up. But then there's those things that creep up and it's like, okay, it's time to deal with this. And if you let it go, then you're not being a good steward. Yeah. And that was one of those years for us. Yes. Okay, what else? You said you had a couple. Okay, my other one was, (laughs) we don't fight battles that we aren't intended to win. We don't fight battles that what? That we aren't intended to win. Okay. So be specific. So um, there were a lot of battles that we fought this year. And that goes along with the scripture that the Lord gave me. You know, Ephesians 6, and it's um, 10 through 12. 
really the whole chapter, but from 10 on, um, that I read a lot this year, but, um, just realizing that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And, you know, we did fight a lot of spiritual battles. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I think that there were a lot of things in the physical and a lot of things God was doing, but there was a lot of spiritual battles. Yeah. And, um, you know, to the point that we haven't fought spiritual battles like that in years. Yeah, I can't. I, I literally, I could say it's probably been fifteen plus years since I've felt that attack. De- literally demonic attack. Yeah. And you know, even looking at, you know, going back to our family members, you know, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me for them specifically was, if they're alive, there's hope. Mm, that's good. But we're battling for them. Yeah. You know, and there is a real power working against them, you know, and the different things that they're all dealing with. And um, and so when you take up a burden for someone else, you know, you're battling when you're battling for your marriage, you're battling for your children, when you're battling for your businesses. There is a real um, strain that that and toll that it takes on you. And so we had a lot of um, just, I think, fatigue and you know, I want to speak to that real quick. I think one thing I noticed, so it's really important to notice if you're in a battle, is one, um, you talked about fatigue. So we knew, hey, we need more sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing was, too, is going through a spiritual battle knowing, man, I need to get in my word more and be spending time with the Lord. Because yes. I'm getting, the, I literally at one point, I remember thinking, I called a friend of mine up and thinking, I am spiritually getting the crap beat out of me right now. Um, for the first time in years, and I'm just being open and honest about this, I've never dealt with a spirit of suicide like I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Like I, I like that was, um, I remember for like a two week period, like I literally, the thoughts that were going through my mind were so demonic. I was such in a dark place, but yet I knew it was dark. Mm-hmm. I knew it was demonic. Yeah, yeah it was demonic. And, and I knew it was, but yet it was so heavy and so hard. I literally had to just like, keep telling myself like this is demonic this i'm being attacked and um, and the lord even um was good enough to show us a lot of times where the exact source was coming from yeah as we battled yes but it was a it was a like you know a very tiring thing yeah because because we were weary just from life in general and the things we were dealing with and then you throw in there were these things going on so um, but sometimes, and the reason I even bring that up is I think because people have to realize sometimes like when you're going through that, you, you almost have to step back, like out of yourself is the only way I can think and literally self-reflect and be able to tell yourself like, this is scriptural. This is what I'm going through. These are God's characteristics. Like you have to be able to sit back and realize what you're going through, because if you don't, you can all of a sudden, like, it would have been real easy for me to sit back and be like, I'm depressed. I need medication. Well, I wasn't depressed. I didn't even, I was fighting, fighting a battle that was so intense spiritually and, and dealing with, I, I literally felt like I was so in tune partly to the spirit that I was feeling what other people were feeling also. Like there was just so much going on. Yeah. And you were, I mean, I don't, not to get into detail on this or go off on a rabbit trail, but you even had some hormonal stuff we had to deal with. And so, yeah, there were a lot of things, you know, that there was just this was a very interesting year. We've had years we've gone through and we've gotten to the end of the year and we're like, oh, that was a great year. But this was not one of those years. Yeah. Um, but I think it was. Re- and so before I say that, let me say, let me repeat this. So 
So I really do feel like this was kind of a mantra, but we don't fight battles that we aren't intended to win because we fought it, those battles, but we won every single one of yeah, them we did. because the Lord was with us yeah. and we were grounded in him. And you just step in obedience and you step with the Holy Spirit and you just say like, God, one more day, one more day. And every day his mercies are new and every day is a new day. And, you know, you can't, you cannot allow yourself to, to walk in defeat because that's not who we are. Yeah. You know, so we have to step into who we are. Um, But with that, what I was going to say is um, after hearing the word that was brought tonight at the service that we went to by Chuck Pierce, um, you know, I thought it was interesting how he said, um, you know, this year we're plowing those fields. So we went through all this this year. Um, but we're plowing those fields. And he said, you're not plowing like you have been in the years before. Like this year, I felt like we were toiling and this year we're plowing, but he said, it's a coming into. And so now you're stepping into some things that you've never experienced before. So some fruit in those fields that you've been plowing and, you know, truly we've been plowing fields for a long time. There's some fields we've been plowing for 20 years, you know, like our marriage, but you know, our businesses and other things, um, that we have promises spoken over that I'm excited and believe in God for. And I have peace going into this year. I felt uh, a, a lightness kind of a lifted um, in my mood even. Yeah. It's not as intense. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Give that joy and smile. Okay. Um, man, this is went even longer than I thought it was going to go. So uh, what are you kind of last question, um, as we're going into for what you've learned and what the Lord has showed you, what you've gone through this last year, what are you looking most forward to going into this year? I think, um, you know, one of the things that you and I like to do is look at, look at the year. And I thought it was really cool tonight thinking of each thing that you do kind of as a field, a yeah. field, you yeah. know, um, which uh, he said, he said, uh, whether you realize it or not, everybody has a field mm-hmm. or really fields, mm-hmm. because if you break up your life, we do in mm-hmm. fields, but everyone has one that were like, and it just made me think it go back to Adam and Eve had territory. Yeah. They were in charge of the garden. Right. And we all have something we're in charge of we our have, area. Yeah, we all have things, you know, that we have to kind of just put the boundary around and we have to, you know, pour into or sow the seed or however, right. whatever analogy, you know, helps you kind of visualize what you're doing. Um, and one of the things that we've done is we've broken life up into kind of five areas and we like to look at it from those five, you know, things, which is faith, fitness, family, finances, and fun um, for our family. And I'm most excited to really go in and align each one of those things with what God is speaking to us specifically. Yeah. And, or, or looking at each one of those as a field and what are we, what have we been plowing and what are we going to expect to come out of this year? So setting those goals and really just having the vision that, that God has given us. Um, I'm a processor as I talk. So I was just thinking about this, like, Obviously, when you plow, you're going to sow seed and whatever seed you sow is the harvest you're going to get. So it's really important that we're intentional about what we're going to decide to sow in that field. Yeah. Um, 
and for me, one thing that, you know, obviously the book that I'm in the process of releasing this year and writing is speaking prophetically God's words over those fields. So, you know, I don't know. And I know you kind of do it too, but one of the things that I do is I speak, uh, I ask the Lord, like, what is this area in my life? Now I'm going to call it a field. Yeah. Um, but what does this field look like to you, Lord? Like what, what should I be planning? Mm-hmm. Uh, what words uh, his words are our seeds. What should I be decreeing? Because yeah. whatever you, you speak, you know, the word says there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And so what we're speaking over things, we need to be speaking that life. And if it's in alignment with his vision, then we're going to be sowing the right seed. Yeah. But the the key uh, ingredient to that is, Father, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Because we can speak whatever we want, um, but we don't have the hocus pocus <laughs> To make it happen, you know what I'm saying? I, and right, I say which, is, that, which is what I'm saying. It has to be in alignment with yeah, what he's and, spoken. Yeah and, yeah, and it's very, that's the key thing is, Father, what are you saying? Because, you know, he uh, Jesus said, I only I only speak what the Father's saying. And and it's really important that we get in tune to say, God, what, what are you saying in this field? And uh, so I can see the harvest that you've intended for me to reap. Yeah. And so I think I think that there's going to be promises that we're going to see fulfilled this year, um, just like the Lord did that for me this year in yeah. an individual way in some areas. I feel like there's some areas that we've been pouring into, you know, together, and we're going to see some some harvest in those areas, and and it may not all come to fruition. I don't necessarily know what it's going to look like, but I just know that we're going to. We're going to experience some of that. And with all the um, sewing and toiling, so to speak, um, <coughs> that's very exciting to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Um, as we uh, let's wrap up the show, is there anything, last words, or anything that you want to share uh, with the audience going into this year? Um, not that I can think of. None? You mean right. parting words? Yeah, or? we're parting. This is it. The show's over. Well, I mean, the only thing that I can really think of is, you know, just as you have kind of heard our journey, um, it does you good to reflect and, and look back on your year and and really ask questions on, you know, maybe some of the things that you went through or some of the things that happened and even um, just recognizing where God was and, um, you know, intentional about you know, really pulling those things out of the year and then going into the new year with vision. Yeah. So, you know, Roar Nation, my challenge to you would be if you're married to, you know, sit back and ask, what does my marriage look like this year? Am I content with where I'm at? Is this what God has for me or is it supposed to be better? Uh, If it's you have kids, you know, what is what is my kids life look like? What, what does, uh, I said marriage, what does, um, your business or your workplace look like, you know, really reflect because I know reading my Bible and looking scripturally, God is always restoring and making things better. Um, and I believe that that's God's challenge to us is, you know, he, he's given us a place of influence in so many different areas. And my challenge would be to you this year um, is, you know, how can you make uh, how could or I don't want to say you make how can you partner with the father to uh, co-labor with him and make all those areas better 
in your life because I get, I know that he wants to, but if we don't ask, we're not going to have the answer. So my challenge to you would be uh, this year going into the year is asking the father, reflecting, spending some time and start asking him very uh, specific questions or at least self-reflecting on, you know, what did I learn last year and what does that look like this year and asking him to co-labor with you and to make those changes in those uh, areas. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Roar Nation, I hope that inspired you. I hope that helped you out. We wanted to share some of our ups and downs uh, with you this year, our challenges, and uh, kind of just explain to you what we're doing, uh, going after uh, faith, family, fitness, fun, and finances, um, changing those just so you know. Um, uh, I'm halfway letting the cat out of the bag. Can I let the cat somewhat out of the bag, Casey? Just a little bit. She's going to let me. Um, we call that the Fuller Five, and uh, we are going to, um, over the year, uh, be releasing that uh, as a coaching or grouping or something. We don't know yet. Uh, I'm smiling. She's smiling at me. So it's going to be something we're going to be doing as a community with you guys um, in the future. But uh, if you got any questions, y'all need help, please get on our Facebook page. Uh, That's the easiest way to access us. We do have Instagram, things like that. But reach out, send us emails, whatever we can do to help you guys out. Uh, And I love stories if you guys have an inspirational story, uh, you still need to read one off. Actually, that uh, one that we came in, we're going to start reading those off. And uh, just sharing testimonies of uh, some of the things that our audience is going through. And we want to just share that with you, the rest of the audience. So anyways, love you guys. Have a blessed day. And remember, be real, be authentic, and be you. God bless. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.